You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Geek Card Check-In for the week of July 14th, 2019. My name is Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Kate. And this week, we are going to bring you a Geek Card Check-In. This is our bi-weekly uh, kind of just get-together talking about the things that we see you know, around the, the internet, around the world that we want to talk about. And uh, we have a few things for you and a little bit of a, I think a little bit of a surprise at the end of this, uh, about the end of this podcast. I'm super excited about that. But before we get into it, if I can ask everybody to pause the recording in just a second and go subscribe. If you haven't subscribed to us, um, go find us on iTunes or on Stitcher, Spotify, one of whatever your preferred podcast services, subscribe to us there rate us. That would be amazing. We'd love it if you just gave us a five-star rating, but you know, only if you think we deserve it. And, uh, and then follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We are on Twitter at Geek Card Check and on Facebook at the same, the Geek Card Check podcast and on Instagram as well on the Geek Card Check podcast too. So uh, find us there, interact with us, let us know what you think about the things we're about to talk about today. Hey Tyler, so, I got a question for you real quick. Yes. So uh, are you in like an underground bunker this week? Oh. I mean, something seems a little weird. Do I with, sound a little uh, bit different today? Yeah, 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 yeah. I am here uh, at, a, at an undisclosed location. Normally ah. I, uh, I am in my, my nice studio, my office at home that's, you know, not too echoey. And today I am very literally in my parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> I, nice. I think though that's appropriate, you know, for, uh, for a geek card check-in. Yes. Right? Coming at you from, you know, from where we all where we all live, where we all came from is our parents. And so uh, (laughs) that's where I'm going to be today. So if I sound a little bit different, that's right. If I sound a little bit different, you know, uh, just, just roll with it. We will be back up to our normal quality next week. So if I can, we're we're just going to get into our check-in. I want to toss it first to Kate. Um, Kate, what is going on in the world of geek that you want to tell us about? So I want to talk about space this week. The final frontier or like the real thing? Yes. Okay. Final Frontier. Um, so we have a big anniversary coming up um, this coming weekend for the Apollo 11 space flight, 50 years uh, on July 21st. Uh, right. of Neil Armstrong walking on the moon and, like you know, dropping a like catchphrase. Exactly. So in honor of that coming, I wanted to talk about um, the larger the international community uh, what's going on in space right now because there's a lot going on in the world like forget the u.s for the moment today we were supposed to have um a a new launch with india they were going to be heading to uh, the moon south pole i was so excited to come to you today and say hey they just launched this afternoon and then they scrubbed it like 56 minutes before because there was a technical glitch so that's still forthcoming but it should be soon it's a manned mission correct or is it a is it no this is a they're going to deploy a land rover to the south pole to collect all kinds of cool stuff um awesome uh, the biggest moon mission yet. So um, it will be happening, but they just haven't announced the new date. Um, in related news, uh, Russia just uh, in a joint venture with Germany, they launched a rocket with an X-ray telescope um, that's going to let them do lots of cool mapping. Um, they're expected to detect new galaxy clusters and black holes and uh, forming galaxies, all kinds of stuff is planned uh, for that particular mission. Or it's it, it launched successfully, so that has happened in the last week. 
uh, so news should be coming. Uh, also, Japan has uh, landed a, their spacecraft. Oh, this one's cool. On an asteroid. Yep. And they've done this before. This is the second good time. Video all over the place. Yes, yes, all over the internet. Um, they um, they blasted a hole into the surface of this asteroid with so that way the explosion would throw up rock and dust and debris, and. Uh, their spacecraft is collecting that debris. They won't know exactly what it collected until it gets back to Earth, but we're really hoping that we will learn a lot of new stuff um, uh, from uh, how planets are made and things that happen underneath the surface that aren't just random space dust flying around. Wow. I feel like, uh, Chris, underneath this section, if you could add in uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing by sure. Steven Tyler, that would be that would be really great. And just, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Anytime we can, and then we can, we can bring that in. That'd be awesome. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that under advisement <laughs> and uh, not do I it. I mean, I don't want to tell you, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, and the final note, um, everyone's doing all these cool exploration things, learning about the universe, exciting, exciting. And then France has announced that they are going to create a new Space Defense Command in September yes, to protect their satellites because, you know what, we don't want you in our backyard messing with our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's amazing. And as, as again, like when you look at how much stuff is floating around up there and how important that stuff is, uh, sometimes it does make sense to make sure that you keep that stuff that, that stuff safe so i wonder if has anybody been like horning in on other satellites and stuff like that that's maybe is there a reason that you that you saw I, i'm just curious are they just being paranoid or is there a reason there's reasons and then there's reasons uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. so the president of france uh said that uh, we will quote strengthen our knowledge of the space situation we will better protect our satellites including in an active way and to give substance to this doctrine to ensure the development and reinforcement of our space capabilities a large space command will be created next september within the air force which will eventually become the air and space force so read into that what you will I love it i love it <laughs> yeah yeah it just feels like the beginning of a paranoid like dystopic movie where something oh, like that is announced movie. yeah yeah so wow you know, that's interesting Francis well it is it is interesting. And like you said, though, the, this is a, a new, I don't call it space race, but it is. I mean, NASA, yeah, you didn't want to, you don't want to mention NASA, but NASA, you know, my, my daughter just got back from space camp uh, last week, um, which, you know, I'm, you know, she's living the dream. She had a blast. All three of us are jealous. <laughs> yeah. And, yes, absolutely. So jealous. <laughs> she got to, uh, you know, be in the actual simulators for the Orion, um, spacecraft that they are using uh, for the Artemis missions to both uh, Gateway on the moon as well as the, Mar the Mars manned missions. And by 2024, NASA hopes to have people land on the moon again, right? Um, mm. And so I think, yeah, th there is this renewed sense of space is the future. Uh, you know, we've mentioned, um, uh, we've heard talks about the space force um, yeah. needing to become a thing. Um, and, you know, to be honest with you, it's one of those like, oh, that seems ridiculous. But then when you look at the reasons why, some of that does make a lot of sense, especially if there's a lot moving in that direction. And especially mm -hmm. as it becomes cheaper 
in commercial flights. So you've got things um, happening that is, you know, I don't know, there, there needs to be some regulation there. And you're right, there's the, the idea that a dystopian like Space Force does sound scary. But I don't know, it's, yeah. I find it more exciting than scary from where we are right now anyway. There's also a lot of firsts to be had because, you know, right. I don't know right. how many people realize that we have yet to have a woman walk on the moon. That's, you know, mm-hmm. women have, oh, very have true. Uh, they came into uh, the astronaut uh core at a later time than a lot of these things were happening yeah and so there are many firsts to be had yes and it's an exciting time and um technology is hopefully meeting it's in an interesting moment in history where we can do some things that would have never even been thought possible before so yeah because my smartphone has a bigger brain in it than the computer <laughs> yeah. that put us on the moon originally so that should tell oh, you what we should be capable of so we'll exactly see. exactly yeah. yeah it's all about what the reasons why and yes. um and i hope and again, like if we can tie that in, for as scary as that sounds, if we tie that into national defense, um, and suddenly those those things, the, the budgets can get bigger, um, and we can do some things that maybe we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise in the name of national defense. So, um, but you always know what happens. There's this. Well, I'll talk about it later. I, one of my picks <coughs> later um, kind of dives deep into this idea. So, um, anyway. It. I like it. Well, Chris, why don't you, why don't you bring this yeah. into what you wanted to talk about? So normally I pick a story that, you know, is wide reaching and, you know, something you're reading on the internet and all that. But I wanted to tell a personal story, if I may. Uh, something that I was excited that I've not really shared online anywhere else. But I thought, I, you know, because I, I love this space to be able to talk about geek stuff. I think I'm going to talk about a personal geek story. Is that cool with you guys? Please. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. So my favorite film of all time, you may know, is Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. when I was in fifth grade, that movie came out. And I was I had just turned 10 uh, that summer. And um, I really wanted to see Jurassic Park really, really bad. My mom did not want me to see Jurassic Park. That was, it was a PG-13 movie and they believed in those rating systems. Um, And so I was not going to see that movie. Um, And then one day my mom and my sister went off on a trip someplace. They were gone for a day or maybe even more. I can't remember now. Uh, And I basically, you know, told my dad, hey, listen, mom doesn't have to know. Take me to go see Jurassic Park. And, um, And he did. And uh, it changed my life. Uh, it is, it, that is the most memorable moment of my entire geek cinematic life. It, it truly changed my life. I, I'm not even joking when I say that. I'm not even too mm-hmm. being hyperbolic. Uh, it really mm-hmm. did. So for the longest time, when after I had started having kids, um, my wife and I started having kids, um, I knew that I really wanted to share that 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 moment with them. My oldest daughter just turned ten, oh. same one that just Aww. went to space. I camp. know where you're going. And uh, so this past week, I looked at her and I said, "Brenna, I think it's it's time for you to watch Daddy's favorite movie, uh, mm. Jurassic Park." And uh, my wife was like, wait, what? (laughs) This is going to be a family tradition, 10 years old. I'm going to watch this with my kids. And so uh, we uh, came upstairs to my office. Um, The uh, youngest daughter and my wife went away for a little bit. And 
my oldest daughter and I sat on the couch in my office, 5.1 surround sound, and experienced mm. Jurassic Park. And she loved it, I think, oh, awesome. just as much as I did. Like, she oh. had a, such a blast. She loved every moment about it. And so for me, I, you know, I think about other things that are going on in the world and other stories. But for me, that was the most incredible thing, is being mm -hmm. able to share some of this stuff. Like, I know we talk about these geek things as, and it can seem, you know, really like, you know, silly and dumb and, but some of them are actually life changing and affirming and amazing and their experiences that you get to share with other people. And I am just so grateful that I got to share that moment with my daughter and mm -hmm. we were able to watch something that, she, that I love so much and that she was able to appreciate and feel like she was a part of. And so for me, that was my greatest news story of the week that I got to watch Jurassic Park with my daughter and we just had a blast and she can't wait to watch it again with me. So I, I just, it, it was, it was a, a wonderful moment in time that I'll, I'll always remember. So thanks that for letting is, me share that. I appreciate it. That oh, that's fantastic. wonderful. Thanks. And it's also great that she not only liked your favorite movie, but you got to watch her see it for the first right. time, her first yes. experience. That's and that's, that is basically what I was, I wasn't really watching the movie. It was <laughs> watching her watch the watching, movie, watching her watch the movie. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that, that is, that was so much fun. I, I'm really, did you, really did you go into it pretty confident she was going to like it or, yes. or it was just kind of, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. She's, she is a, she, you know, like I said, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but you know, she went to space camp, but not only that, she wants to go to Mars. Like she's mm, to, awesome. to Melody and I, my wife and I, she keeps saying, listen, you know, when I become an astronaut, you know, it's a one way trip tomorrow. So I'll have to say goodbye to you guys. And I'm sure I'll find a oh, nice wow. way and have, oh, wow. have, have, have a family on Mars, but I really, I really want to go to Mars. And mm. so, you know, who knows, who wow. knows how, how, awesome. that'll, how that'll go. But she's, she is definitely in that camp, at least the NASA thing. She wants to be. Um, an engineer, and um, I think you know she's got she's got the the chops for it. She is very smart. She is top of her class. She's doing all these incredible smart things, and it's wonderful. She's nothing like me in the smart department. She's more <laughs> like her mom, which is which is a good thing. It's a very good thing. So, so anyway. whenever we are airing the twentieth season of the yes, Gift Card Check, right. we will be talking about your pride as your daughter launches into space. Yes. We'll we'll yeah. Skype with her and yeah, and interview her on the way to Mars. Yeah, I'm all about it, man. I'm oh. I'm excited for her, and I hope I hope that that dream stays alive because she is right now, anyway. You know, very very excited about it. So we'll mm. see. We'll see. I love it. Thank you for sharing it's, that. It's a good oh, reminder you. too that we can get super nerdy about this. We can get super academic about all this and, you know, right. debate the stuff. And, but honestly, so much of this, and just like the three of us here, so much of it is just sharing experiences and talking about things we love. And, and that it's easy to forget right. that, you know, in the right. middle of, of all this stuff. So that's exactly awesome. getting super nerdy and arguing over whether or not, you know, uh, it's okay for Kylo Ren to do this or that or <laughs> you know how how dare they you know show whatever it is warp speed at the wrong whatever right you know right. you get that, yeah. the, the minutiae and then you forget like oh that's right this is supposed to entertain delight yeah. and inspire us exactly. and sometimes yeah sometimes that in inspiration causes real world impact um mm -hmm. and yeah uh, that's, that's exactly where I was going to go. We're not just basements and spare bedrooms. We also have real life connection here too. And your, your sharing reminds us of that. Good. I love it. Good, good, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Thank you guys for letting me uh, do, do a personal story. <laughs> Many of you probably just fast forwarded through all that and that's fine. <laughs> 
Now Tyler will get back to the real news of the week, but anyway, no, I'll bring, I'll bring I wanted to that. share that. <laughs> no, but actually, this, that's going to be awesome, and, and this it's going to tie into the thing we're going to do in the last half of the uh, yes. uh, mess today. So I'm I'm actually really excited about that. So I have t- uh, two announcements uh, just that I wanted to bring up. One of them actually comes from Chris, uh, but he he wanted to share his story, so I told him I'd take it on. Um, Ghostbusters three, well, I guess it's technically Ghostbusters four, um, is is filming. Although I think that they have sort of stupidly said goodbye to the Melissa McCarthy uh, vehicle that was Ghostbusters 3. And, um, and Jason Reitman is kind of taking on the mantle and is, uh, he wrote and, and is directing the newest uh, iteration of the Ghostbusters franchise, which uh, is, is starring, it looks like they're bringing pretty well everybody back together for it, uh, even down to you said Sigourney Weaver. Is that right, Chris? Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. They've got Sigourney Weaver on and um, everybody who is uh, still Murray, living. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, I think the last thing that I had seen for it was that Paul Rudd has, has just been cast and I'm a, I'm a huge Paul Rudd fan. So I'm excited for him. Um, I, I really hope that in some way they give a nod and they don't just completely <coughs> scrap the last Ghostbusters film, which, which I liked just fine. I think that was a, a film that doesn't deserve to be thrown, you know, swept under the rug, but it kind of sounds like that's what they're, what they're doing with it. Um, so Ghostbusters 3 is filming. Um, the next thing, and, and I'm pretty excited about that. I think it's going to be a good, a good movie. The next thing that I am more excited about mm-hmm. is uh, James Bond 25 is in the middle of filming right now. Um, they had a big announcement about it a little while ago. They, uh, it was all, it was in Jamaica. They had a huge press conference um, where the you know Barbara Broccoli, the producer, and and uh, and Daniel Craig was there. Um, we still don't. There's a lot we don't know. Um, so information is sort of trickling out at the moment. Like we don't know the title of the film yet. Uh, it's the 25th Bond movie. Um, but what we're hearing is a few different, very interesting things. Um, we're pretty sure it's Daniel Craig's last, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, like 99.9%. Cause basically after the last one, he said he would rather slit his wrists than film another mm-hmm. Bond movie. And then they paid him something like $150 million to do this. So yeah, uh, exactly. I think it's be I, his last. M- money talks, uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. money talks. It, well, and I hope so because with a, with such an inter like a, a um, what do you call it an inter- interconnected series of films, he's going to end his. Jeffrey Wright will be back as Felix Leiter, but the biggest things that we've just heard is Christoph Waltz is most likely coming back. Yep. Um, they thought he was not coming back as Blofeld, uh, but we're hoping that that money talks because um, the the rumors are we've got some version of a remake of On Her Majesty's Secret Service happening. Mm. Um, so in some fashion. So because he walked, last we saw Bond, he walked off into the sunset with Madeline Swan. Um, and it, it seemed, and she's coming back. Um, uh, uh, I forget her last name. Sidhu, uh, uh, Sidhu is coming back. Uh, and so, and then uh, Bond is somehow retired. We think he's probably retired. He's married, he's gone. And Lashana Lynch who people may have just recently seen in Captain Marvel, um, who did a great job uh, opposite Brie Larson in Captain Marvel, um, will be the the new 007. She's not the new James Bond, but she looks like she is, you know, once Bond retired, she's taken the mantle of 007. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, he is going to somehow get pulled back in. James Bond is going to get pulled back into that. So is this the Time Lord regeneration where the old face sticks around? Then? I'm <laughs> confused. <laughs> well, no, I think it's because 007 is his job title, right? So he left. 006, and, and there's a, yeah. Is taken over. Yeah. yeah. So 
Um, and for the theories on James Bond being a Time Lord, though, I would I would redirect everybody to James Bonding the podcast because uh, that is a, a a theory that Matt Myra has put out there, and I subscribe <laughs> to it. So, uh... <laughs> so I will. Uh, if you guys haven't figured this out yet, uh, I am a pretty pretty large James Bond nerd, so I'm going to cut myself off here. Um, but I'll I'll put other updates as far I, as I know. Them. I have to say though, this is a fun game that our our audience at home can participate in. That I think Tyler tries to fit in a Bond reference into every episode of the Geek mm-hmm. Card Check. So whether it's big or small. You know, you can pretty much count on him in some way, shape, or form mentioning <laughs> Bond. And it's and almost funny. It, it, it's almost... <laughs> the word is his Bond. <laughs> it, oh, hey. So, like, it's just, it's, it's kind of nuts, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, every time you hear him mention Bond, I don't know, take a shot or whatever. Whatever, whatever you do at home <laughs> to make this more enjoyable for yourself. Um, and just know that in each time, I'm restraining myself from going further. So, <laughs> great. Is that? This is this is the uh, the light version of me doing uh, doing James Bond stuff. So. Nice. Hats off to you, Tyler. Thank uh-huh. you. All right. Well, so this we've been sort of mentioning that we're going to do something for the last half. Normally, these geek card check-ins have been really short, just just like we've done, you know, a couple headlines and our feelings and thoughts on them. Uh, but we thought we kind of toyed around with let's let's make some lists or let's play some games. And so this is kind of our first, you know, getting our feet wet into let's just we're just going to make a quick top three list. Um, we all kind of said, well, what's you know, we're the geek, we're the geek card check. Um, and so what's, what's one thing that we can do? What's one list we can make that says, um, says geek card check to people. And so we each, we kind of each took the task of saying, well, what are your top three films that you would use to introduce somebody to science fiction for the first time? So if somebody says, you know, Hey, I, I've never really, I don't watch science fiction, but you like it. What do I watch to get into it? Um, what would you, what would you do? And so the three of us, we don't know what each other has chosen. Um, and we're going to kind of just go around our little circle here and we're going to share and then we'll just have a bit of a conversation and, uh, and kind of see if we can come up with the geek card check, you know, top three of what you should, um, what you should use to get your friends into sci-fi if they're not used to it. So, um, so first, so we, we urge you also make a little list at home, you know, think about this at home and, and play along with us. Tell us if you're, if we're crazy or not, if you agree or disagree with any of our picks and, and let us know on Twitter or, or Instagram or anything like that later on. So let's get ourselves started. Kate, I'm going to put you right on the spot. What, uh, what three did you come up with? So I picked mine based on real life interactions and recommendations I've had with people that have been successful. Uh, the first one is The Martian, um, mm-hmm. the Matt Damon film based on the book by Andy Weir. Um, you don't have to uh, go into any kind of secondary world. It's a very near future that, especially with all the space race stuff going on right now, is, you know, we're going to Mars. And so this is imagining we've already made it to Mars. It's a survival story, which is something that we can all connect to and relate to, even if Mars is a bit far for one. Um, it's got lots of great humor. Um, That's hilarious. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, so there's a, there's a, it was a blockbuster film. So someone who's not really going to invest in a deeper story, but wants a good popcorn story, it's all there. Yep. Yep. Um, my second pick is Arrival. 
Um, I have recommended this movie to people who tend to look down on science fiction as this sort of, you know, gutter area of, of film and story and don't think it can say smart, interesting things, but also tell a really good story. Uh, it has a great female lead. It has heart to it, not just brains to it. Oh, Chris, man, you're making faces. What's, what are the faces? <laughs> um, well, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, completely spoil my list. <laughs> But right now, we're two out of three. Uh, Wow. I have The Martian and Arrival on my list. I love it. And so, yeah, I just want to interrupt real quick and just give my thoughts because I don't want to like rehash all this. But I fully, fully agree with you on The Martian. It's amazing. And Arrival is one of my favorite sci-fi films of all time. And um, I, wow, my (laughs) mind is blown. If if we're three out of three, I have no idea that, but that, <laughs> yes. Okay, fantastic. There, this is great. There is, there is no way that you have my third pick because I okay. don't think either right. of you have a shot at this one. Oh, hey, okay. All right. I don't, okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Let's we'll see what happens. Go ahead. So my third one is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I love that. With Kate Winslet. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, and what's his face? Uh, Jim Carrey. I just yeah. What's his face? That guy. <laughs> Yeah. So um, this is a movie that when you for people going into it don't realize that there is a science fiction concept at the core of it, which in this case, you have two people who fall in love, have a relationship, things end and end badly. And the science fiction conceit is there's this company in town that you can go to and have your memories of that person removed so that you don't have to remember the pain and the loss. It's a great relationship story it's it's it has romance it has humor pathos there are plenty of awkward moments you're like oh that's familiar i know what that feels like it's really well acted the characters i, I think it's jim carrey's best role hands down i think so yep um i think this can get to people who they don't care about space they're not going to care about aliens or any of those other things but science fiction is also about really cool ideas and how they intersect with our lives and the way in which that happens makes us reflect on our lives and think about them in ways that we would not otherwise. And I think this story does it brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good pick. It really is. Yeah. So not your number three. It is not. No, no. I, I have okay. something of my own, Kate. <laughs> I will say uh, we tossed that out the same question out to Twitter and the Martian came up quite a few times. Um, And Chad, one of the hosts, the co-hosts of the screeners podcast, Chad said arrival as well. Oh yeah, totally. That one. And and I thought about arrival. I really did. I did not pick it, but I did think about that. Chris, well, we know two of yours. So yeah, Take the suspense away. Let us know your last one. Well, I'm going to leave in suspense for just a little bit longer because I want to explain my list. So I yeah. did sci-fi, but I wanted to do sci-fi genres, right? And so The Martian was my space subgenre, an easy way into like space um, exploration. Um, Arrival was my, you know, alien um, uh, you know, encounter. Um, because I really like the way that that is dealt with very, very differently than almost anything else. Um, and then I also, for my third, one of my favorite subgenres of science fiction, and that is that of time travel. Yes. Um, oh, you're going to pick the other one that I had. Am I? I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know. Because um, it, it's, it's, it's very similar even to what Kate was mentioning, but it's, it has a lot of con- conceptual idea with both memory and time. And for me, it's Minority Report. Oh, um, nice. Not what um, I did, but nice. I, I think Minority Report is... 
um, exciting. Um, I mean, I know people like it, but I feel like it's really underrated, um, easily forgotten, but I think it's an excellent science fiction film. And I also feel like it's approachable. It's emotional. Um, it's really well done. Of course. I mean, Steven Spielberg, it's Tom Cruise. Um, it looks fantastic. And I think that, you know, conceptually it is a, I I didn't want to give people a pass. Like there are other science fiction films that are just barely, I thought about back to the future in this slide, Mm -hmm. but that's more of a comedy. If I'm being really honest, it's not real. I mean, it is sci-fi, but it's not really, in my opinion, I didn't want to give people a pass and be like, here's science fiction light. The yeah. Martian is science fiction. Arrival is science fiction. Arrival Minority, is hard for science yes. fiction. Arrival and, is hard. And, and Minority Report is science fiction. It's all of them okay, are... Dick. <laughs> exactly. They're all approachable, though, but I, I, don't, I, I don't feel like I'm giving somebody a pass and being like, I, I, I'm not actually introducing them to what science fiction is all about. There is a... Star Wars and that is science fiction. Yeah, and and it's, it is-ish, but it's more of a fantasy film. It's, it's more of... Fantasy. adventure yeah it's more yeah. and that's not really what i want i mean of course star wars you could say all that no why, why wouldn't you pick star wars well it's because that's not i wanted to be honest with you i wanted something that leaves you thinking i wanted you to leave yes. say, that's saying, the best science fiction anyway right? right what is that trying to say what was that trying to how is that trying to make you feel and i just feel like those three films the martian minority report and arrival do that in exceptional ways and give you a real good idea of what science fiction is all about. So those are my three picks. I, I love, I love it. We we went through the same basic ideas, and we just get a different third movie. Yes, yeah, exactly, and that's fine. And, but it's very similar because it's all about yeah. memory, um, about yeah. being able to be in control of, like, I, I mean, it's, it's a very similar concept, complete done completely differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, it's great. Uh, the yeah. core that core idea. So that's great. Yeah. Well, Tyler, I'm eager to hear what what you came yeah. up with. Well, one of them is no surprise to any of us, and I think that would be The Martian. Uh, which <laughs> is it really on your yeah, list? Mine was on the list as well. Martian right, so we definitely list. have our number one of recommendations. Yeah, no question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I went through a lot of them. I really, I went back to the uh, back and forth. I, I, I thought about Arrival. I really did. And I, I honestly came to the conclusion that it was, if, if you're trying to get somebody who's never seen it before, that is a trippy you know, difficult movie for somebody to get into. My dad, who is into sci-fi, um, loves sci-fi. I mean, he introduced it to me, is not into Arrival. Um, it is, and I think, I honestly think it's because he went into it expecting an alien invasion movie, um, um, kind of Independence Day, and so I think that's what turned him off, but but still, he, he didn't love it for, he just thought it was too weird for, for what he wanted. Um, so yeah, Martian was, was mine, and I think that is our first pick. Uh, so then I went... I, I really toyed with Back to the Future. That was that was on the short list, but I went with E.T. Um, I went uh, with e. That e. was on my long list. Yeah, and and honestly, that was one because I was thinking, well, what if you know, what if I'm introducing this to uh, in, in my nephews in a few years or something like that, or what if I am introducing it to you know, you know, one of my kids in in however many years? Uh, that's you know, E.T. is is something that is is easy. It's it's easy to get into, but it also has that relatability um, and the nostalgia factor that you know a lot of people may have seen that as a kid, as a kid, but didn't think of it as a um, as a sci-fi movie as much. I just um, rewatched that with my kids, um, maybe two. How did they like it? Was it was it eighties? Was it two eighties for them, or did they did they latch onto it? Oh no, they loved every okay. moment of it. Mm-hmm. They were constantly asking me about like 
like the older technology, like daddy, oh, sure. what is that? Oh, it's a phone. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a VCR. <laughs> it's a, that's a VCR. That's a, what, what are those? You know what I mean? It's just, it's a really funny daddy. What game are they playing? It's Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's like, it's, it's so funny. Like that they didn't like, you know what I mean? Like the things that you just take for granted. I had to like explain the mm. place of the world, yeah. but the actual emotionality of that movie yeah. is, uh, I had forgotten the last third like of that film like I, I remember the first two thirds really well the last third of that movie um man it's good it, it is it's good uh it's a yeah. great movie so that's a good pick steven spielberg is remembered for nothing else et is a perfect thing to remember for right. right and for those uh, of you who would like more thoughts on steven spielberg we talked about indiana jones last week you should listen to our retrospective yeah, yeah. Uh, so my third, so I did The Martian, E.T., and then my third was, it was really hard. I really, um, I, I almost went with Iron Man because I thought that's, mm. you know, that's, it's Marvel, right? That's accessible right there. And that is some solid sci-fi, but I couldn't help myself. So as much as I criticized Arrival for, <laughs> for being high concept, I went with Interstellar for my last oh. one. That is, that, I <laughs> that loved is, that one, but I didn't think it yeah. was accessible. Yeah, I, I think it's, I I think it's too, more accessible yeah. than Arrival, but but still, because it's space travel, there's a lot to latch onto. I think there's the human drama of it. Um, we're but, saving Matt Damon again. We're also yeah, also saving Matt Damon. Um, and but it's just and also beautiful. Like if if nothing else, yeah. it is a beautifully made movie. Um, it's the the music is haunting. Summer, and yes. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah, that's what I went with Interstellar. And that one, if that one doesn't get you into hard sci-fi, I you know I don't know. Yeah, I almost I'm in the same vein, same filmmaker. I almost went with Inception. Um, Inception mm-hmm. was yeah, on totally. my options there. Um, just because I was trying to do like a memory thing, but I decided minority report um, instead. I thought that that was a little bit more. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know, man. Interstellar seems like that would be whoo, deep into the pool, deep end yeah. of the pool. Yeah. Uh, the first part of the movie is very relatable, but then the end, like I've watched mm-hmm. the movie probably seven or eight times and it makes a kind of sense while I'm watching it. And then it kind of falls out whenever <laughs> yeah, I yeah. stop watching. Well, you have I, to, you have to fill in the, in the holes, no doubt. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Well, that one I ultimately landed on, um, I taught it last year. I, I did an elective at my school and into intro to science fiction film. So we had a, a couple of kids who just really wanted, uh, wanted to do that. And they really didn't need an intro because, they were already were asking for it, but that was one of the ones we picked and it got some good discussion of, of, you know, time travel and, and all that stuff. So that was, that was mm-hmm. a blast. Yeah. So, um, so I, honestly, I think we've gotten, we definitely have our first. Yes. Uh, well, one, before we do the pod ones, were there any other comments oh, yeah. from Twitter that we wanted to cover? So a couple of them we've said, Arrival came up a couple of times. Uh, Peter, who, uh, interact with us quite often. Um, he had mentioned 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, he was really concerned though about about ages and saying like, if you're too young, you know, what do we get you in with? So he said Back to the Future for teen, early teen kids. Uh, mature teen, he said Blade Runner, um, which Blade Runner is a movie that I just finally accepted as a movie that is of any kind of a quality because I really hated it for a long time. Whoa. It, 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 honestly, it's very I divisive. I, I watched yeah. it when I was, I, I want to say in college, and I just thought it was okay. Like, it seemed fine. Same. And then I recently rewatched it right before the, the, the new one came out. Yeah. And I loved it. Like it went from being like, I went from being like pretty good to being like, wow, this movie is kind of like nuts. It's, it's good. It's it's saying so many things and it, there's so many, there's so much stuff that has come about because of that movie. Like there's so many things that have 
tried to replicate that world. And so, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy world. And of course the sequel is, I oh, loved it. So, uh, he also mentioned 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, he mentioned Arrival and The Martian oh. as well. Snowpiercer, which is actually one I have not seen. It's on my list. I need to watch Snowpiercer, Same. but I haven't done it. Oh, it's good, guys. Uh, Man, that, that, that should maybe be an episode we do soon. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. You guys watch Snowpiercer, we talk about it, because it is, it's crazy. It is an interesting film. Is, yeah. is it based on the graphic novel, I think, too, right? Is it? I don't know. I don't I know that. It, it feels like it probably is. It is, it is, a, it is, it is a... Um, metaphor film. Um, okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. And then the last one he mentioned is Alien. So I, I would agree. I thought about Alien myself because that's more of, uh, that's for like the horror movie person yeah. want to get into sci-fi because it's, it's definitely got a lot of sci-fi elements, but it's much more of a horror movie than it is uh, just plain old sci-fi. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, those are the ones that, that we've really heard of. It was Arrival and then that list that uh, Arrival has come up the most. Arrival and the Martian have come up the yeah. most. I think I, there was somebody also who had did a, a gift for Contact. Oh, I'm correct? so sorry. That was actually our first response and I, it just wasn't on this list for some reason. Yes. Uh, and now I'm, I don't see who it was. Uh, yeah. Um, Logwell is the, is the um, handle for that one. Um, the Contact. Absolutely. I thought about Contact after, especially after she mentioned it. It Contact is a good one that is a little trippy. It's kind of uh, interstellar meets arrival. It's actually a, a good bit of the with two Jody of Jodie Foster. Yeah, yeah. Jodie Foster. Matthew McConaughey, one of his earlier roles too. Yep. Solid movies. Cool. Well, so if we're saying the Geek Card Checks top three movies that you use to introduce sci-fi to your friends. Uh, I mean, I think we've got the first two. I mean. Easily have, I, I'm easily willing to, to say, hey, yeah. say arrival and two out of three of us say arrival plus the internet seems to agree. I say Martian and, and Arrival for sure. So what's our third then? This is where it comes down. That's right. Yeah, it seems like there is a lot of, um, I mean, hmm, I really like, and I, I mean, I know we're trying to make like different films, but I feel like there is a argument to be had about younger viewers and E.T. Um, hmm. So I, I, I would almost say E.T. seems to be a really good like step into- point. Yeah. yeah, access point for younger for younger viewers, and that would kind of be where I would be at. I wish I could disagree with you just for an interesting conversation. But I agree. With <laughs> it's so good, right? And it's Steven Spielberg. It's yeah. the, the perfect thing for, and that's all ages, like not even just younger, but you, you get somebody right. who's just right. Any age and you say, hey, let's pop in ET like that. Come on, it's, and it's it, it it genuinely still holds up. It looks yeah. fantastic. It's four K. Um, uh, like I haven't seen boost. it in four K. That would be yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it it looks good. Uh, it it the, what it's trying to say and the ideas that are present there and how much that has rubbed off in cult, the idea of an alien coming to Earth and being befriended. Um, right. You know what I mean? And then it's the, even very Stranger Things. Like if if you do have some sure. people, even the Stranger Things I'm is super going there next. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But you might get yeah. that. Group. In my mind, they exist in the same universe, and there's a crossover <laughs> episode in our future. Totally. Yeah, totally. yeah. And and it feels that, and, and and it also has so much meta. Like there are so many Star Wars because. George Lucas and yep. Steven Spielberg are friends. You know, they're playing with Star Wars figures. Um, you know, they're, they're constantly mentioning the films. Um, it's, it's like it's a living, breathing universe. And of course, you know, they, you, know they, you see a person in a Yoda mask. Um, oh, it's, right. just, it's, yeah. it's, it's really a brilliantly developed 
feels like a real world, you know, kind of a, kind of a thing. It's talking a lot about, I mean, genuinely the movie is about feeling alienated, right? Yeah. It's about a child who is going through a divorce yeah. in his family yeah. and like finding a friend. And I mean, that's what sci-fi really kind of is where you're like, yeah. oh yeah, no, there is family. There is hope. There is, you know, the ability to find a way back to home. And that's what this movie is yeah. all about is creating right. a home. And it's just, oh, it's good. It is good. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, E.T. has to be on there. So I, I, w- I would vote for E.T. That's my third vote. So does that mean I like it. I, I'm, I'm there. Kate, if you're okay with it, obviously that was my pick, so I'm okay with it. But um, yeah, well, let's, let's say that. So Martian, Arrival, and E.T., those are our top three. I yep. think so. I think those are great spots um, for anybody to jump in. Um, and I mean, I almost think E.T. might be the best one. Which is, is surprising it, to that's me. That's almost maybe the real intro. Again, if, you, if you're talking about younger kids or younger viewers, that's definitely the intro. You don't want to hit them with the Martian right away. But, but I mean, again, like, but you can have a conversation about it afterwards. Like, it's just, totally. on its face, it's just about a little creature that is saved by kids and they find a way to get him back to where he belongs. Yeah. But then you can, act, you can kind of dig away those onion layers and say, but what is that really about? Like, mm-hmm. what's really going on in that scene? Why is Elliot feeling that way? Why is, why is he and his brother's relationship so tight? Why have they become, you know what I mean? Like, it's just right. a really great, like, like you can dive into, to, to that. There's more, there's meat on that bone. There so. is, there is meat on that. And that's, and it's very much Steven Spielberg going through yeah. his, he's working through some stuff in that movie as you can very much tell in the script that he's, he's yeah. working on things for, you know, from his father and things. It's uh, it's, I, yeah, I love that movie. That's so relatable. I'm, you you want to make me watch it tonight? I might I might have to put that in tonight. <laughs> it's it's genuinely it's fantastic, and like I said, I hadn't watched it in years. I've been on the ride. We have Universal Studios oh, passes. Absolutely. I live near Orlando, and um, like <laughs> I've been on that ride. Totally. I don't know multiple times, and I just forgotten how great the movie is though. Um, and so it was great to be able to have that uh, with my kids. I'm just talking about what the movies I watch with my kids right now, but right? It, it was good. It was very good. No, that's great. And, and again, I mean, this bring it back full circle, you know, that is, that's the point of this, right? This is introducing people. This is connection. This is not just us or me as we are, as we speak right now in our parents' basement, uh, watching, <laughs> watching movies or whatever by ourselves. This is about, you know, relationships and friendships and, and Hey, let's watch this together and, and talk about it and just, and, and spend some good time together. And, and that's what these kind of things are about. So yeah, these are very primal movies. We have, you know, home, we have communication totally. and we have survival. <laughs> like yep. it's very Our primal. Family is so deep and all that too. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, the one thing I, I have to say, and I, I didn't put it on my list just because I'd already talked about it tonight, but that is Jurassic Park. Um, I, that, I, I actually thought you were going to put it on there. I know. Yeah. know. And it honestly, yeah, honestly, the, the reason why it's not on here is because I didn't feel like, and it hurts my heart to say this, I don't think it's sci-fi enough. Um, mm. It is much more horror thriller. Um, of course, there are huge sci-fi right. um, concepts in here. Um, the book more so. Um, and, um, I think, I think Jurassic Park is a better, a better thriller. And I'm not sure. I feel like that would almost be giving people a pass. That's not really what I would consider to be quote unquote hard sci-fi. It's, too easy. it's almost too easy because it's so well done, but you can tell I love Steven Spielberg by the fact that I chose Minority Report, oh, yeah. E.T. Oh, and Jurassic yeah. Park. Tonight. <laughs> 
So Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and Back to the Future, we've mentioned that. I mean, Steven Spielberg He's a producer on that. So yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Totally. All right. I feel good about that, man. Those are our, that's our, that's our top right. three recommendations. Well, take us off, Kate. Alrighty. So um, next week, um, you can expect our lost episode. Although that means Chris will finally edit and prepare our lost episode. So, you know, putting the pressure on him here. But Brazil, we recorded it last December and uh, it's been sitting there waiting for uh, the right time to come out. So share your reactions to our, our top three list for um, introductory sci-fi films. Uh, would you uh, make any other suggestions? Um, you can tell us via um, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the Geek Card Check. So long and thanks for all the fish. Thank you.